world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I've had so many different Christmases, I don't even know what day it is. You know, we had the Christmas. We did this on Thursday night. We did this on Friday night. We did this on Saturday night. We did this on Sunday night. We did this. Unbelievable. It's all good. Vacations are good. Ho-ho, ding-dong's all good. But man, oh man, did I come back to a plate full of stuff for us to chew on here this morning. On what is the day, Spencer? Today is uh, the 26th day. And what show number is it? What I got it written down here. 2050. 2,050 shows we've been doing. My goodness, my goodness. Uh, bah humbug. I want to say bah humbug in a lot of different ways. A lot of things going on to make me bah humbug. I'm really, I, I'm really uh, kind of still this morning bubbling over. Uh, not, a, not a good bubble. Bubbling over uh, January 6th and the fact that Isaac Yoder's in jail and they want to throw Bill Dunphy in jail and came across some other stuff here. It's just just kind of grieves me to no end. And it, it all falls in place with uh, today being the 26th day of December and on the Liberty Action Network, we're reading Psalm number 80 today. And uh, the purpose of the Liberty Action Network or what we're trying to do with this initiative is, folks, we have a wicked Luciferian controlled government. There's no other way to say it. I don't care whether you're Republican. If you're still caught in that Republican Democrat box, if you still think that's what's going on, man, oh man, oh man, you need to you need to quit watching TV because this is uh, this is the war, as they said about I think it was World War II, wasn't it? The war to end all wars. That was a lie. We're in the midst of the war to end all wars right now, and it's manifesting itself in so many different ways. And I don't mean to be bad news today because it is Christmas was just yesterday. So we should be happy and y'all eating our cupcakes and ding-dongs, which, by the way, we're going to talk a little bit about your diet, which we're going to get you on here in about a week. First of the first year, we're going to get everybody going on that. But, uh, man, I'm, I got I just got many, many, many things to be able to talk about this morning. Much to be thankful for, as I'm sure you guys all do as well. And um, we're going to get into it. But I've asked, uh, we're going to read some uh, number. Let me, whoops, let me scroll down here. We're speaking against our wicked government. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And then Dan's going to read Psalm number 80 for us today. It's the last day of our eight Psalms of Yahweh, a Tuesday. Thanks, Mel, for setting all this thing up for us. And I don't know if you have anything to say about this or not. But we are praying against a wicked government. Praying against it, folks. We're not praying against the uh, what was the a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. We're still, we still believe in that. We still believe in what it was our founders laid out for us to a degree. Uh, but uh, we are we're a seized nation right now, right? And and uh, it's going it's going to get tougher. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. So I'm going to pray real quickly, and then Dan's going to come in. He's going to read uh, Psalm 84. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, I don't we don't even know what to say today, Lord. We really don't even know. We find ourselves so many times just just sitting in a pile of doo-doo, and we don't even know which, which, where to start digging. We know that uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We would confess to you, Lord, that we, all of us, have lost the fear of the Lord, that we've made you nothing more than ho-ho or Santa Claus that we sit on in your lap every day, and you just want to come and bring us reindeer and mistletoe and candy. We know that's not the truth. You know what the Bible tells us? that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. Lord, we don't fear you. We don't fear you. We confess that to you. We're not afraid of you, Lord. And Father, just ask you right now that you told us to root out, pluck out, pull down, destroy all these high high places that have exalted themselves above you, that you're the king of the kings, the Lord of the lords. It's not Joe Biden. It's not the Democratic Party. It's not the Republican Party. It's not uh, what, what the FBI or any other government agency, Lord. 
that it's you, that you're the king. And Father, we just pray that you would, that your justice would be done. And Lord, that we would see your justice be done. We would see it as you trample on all the forces of darkness. Over the lion and the adder and the young lion, Jesus, crush them, Lord. We need you to do it. We trust you to do it. And we believe you to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Dan, go ahead and read Psalm number 84. Amen. Dan got up early this morning, clear out there, and he's out there in like Montana, one of those crazy Dakota. Places. Can you hear me Where okay? are you, Dan? All right. Uh, where are you, where are you Dan? Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Stir up your strength and come and save us. Yeah, Lord, stir up your strength and come and save us. Restore us, O God. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. <laughs> o Lord, God of hosts, how long will you be angry against the prayer of your people? Angry against the prayer of your people? What? I'll keep going, Dan. You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in great measure. You have made a strife to our neighbors and our enemies laugh among themselves. Yes, Lord. Restore us, O God of hosts. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. Yes. You have brought a vine out of Egypt and you have cast out the nations and planted it. You prepared room for it and caused it to take deep root and it filled the land. Yes, Lord. It was covered with its shadow and the mighty cedars with its Bows. She sent out her bows to the sea and her branches to the river. Why have you broken down her hedges so that all who pass by the way pluck her fruit? Wow, amen, Lord. Help us, Lord. The boar out of the woods uproots it, and the wild beast of the field devours it. Mm. Return, we beseech you. Come back, Lord. Come back, Lord. Look down from heaven and see and visit this vine. And the vineyard which your right hand has planted, and the branch that you made strong for yourself. Amen. It is burned with fire, it is cut down. They perish at the rebuke of your conscience. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand. Amen. Son, son of man, whom you made strong for yourself. Amen. Then we will not turn back from you. Revive us, and we will call upon your name. Restore Amen. us, and cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. Amen. That's the word. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, right? Amen. He's the king of the kings and the Lord of lords. We return to him. He returns to us. I get a little bit of an ominous feeling on me today here. Um, what's going to say, Coach, what do you mean by ominous? Well, I just know this. Somebody told me a long time ago that reconstruction is always harder than new construction. Are there any builders out there that can tell me why reconstruction is so much harder than new construction? Any builders want to want to clarify more for me here? Yeah, because you're having to re fix everybody's mistakes. You gotta you gotta go in, you gotta tear everything down, don't you? In order to do reconstruction, you gotta pull out the old rotten boards, the old termite boards, you gotta pull down that that, that uh, insulation that's coming down out of the ceiling. You got a whole lot of work that you have to do before you even get to the point where you can begin to rebuild. And whether we want to admit it, I believe it or not, or admit it or not, God's not going to snap his fingers and all of a sudden everything's going to be good. The Bible tells us in Psalm 11:3 that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11:3. Have the foundations been destroyed? Yeah, they've been destroyed. They've been destroyed. Well, what can the righteous do? Really what I want to talk to us a little bit about here today. What can the righteous do? What can we do? Because if any of you are like me, uh, this weekend, my wife and I had several different, we were at Norman Barb's last night, I had a good time over at Coach E's place. We had about 10 different Christmases. Anybody have one of those? I mean, we, we just had said, said to Michelle, "What? just point and click me. Tell me where we're going today or who's coming here and when they're coming. And in that celebration of family and all that stuff that goes on, to, to, just to realize how divided we are. Somebody say amen out there. Are you guys divided in your families? As you look across the spectrum, Amen. Are you is your are your families divided? Is it just me? The Bible tells us that our enemies will be those of our own household. Now you seeing it? Well, we see it, don't we? And I don't even know. I don't even know how it happened. How, how did you get to the point where the people you love the most, blood, blood, blood people, become your enemies? That's really where we are. 
And so I want to I want to say this that uh, God's going to do something, but you you got to prepare yourself because it it ain't going it's going to be bumpy, baby. It's going to be bumpy. You know what's going to be bumpy? A higher Brett clear up there in Alaska still, right? You, is that where you are, Brett JC? Huh? It's going to be bumpy. Why is it going to be bumpy? Because all, I'm sorry, reconstruction is always dirtier and more difficult than new construction. We have a lot of things that we have to root out, pluck out. Where is that? Is that in Ephesians? Is that, that wouldn't be in Ephesians. Where is that? To tear down, root out. Jeremiah, coach. Thank you, Dale. Jeremiah, go there real quickly. Jeremiah is a one. It's right in the one. I think it's Jeremiah one. Yep. Yep, that's where it is. Then, then the word of the Lord came unto me, said, Before I formed thee in the womb, in your belly, I knew you. Before you came out of your womb, I sanctified you and I ordained your prophet unto the nation. Time, time out a minute. Let me ask you something here. Hey, folks, I'm sorry. I'm wound up. It's been three days. All right. Who are you a prophet to? Who are you a prophet to? And who is the prophet? What's the gift of the prophet? What's the prophet do? Because we've had such easy, greasy, go-along Christianity, we don't even understand what a prophet does. A prophet is someone who goes and speaks for the Lord to those who are unruly. That's what a prophet, folks, that's what a prophet does. A prophet isn't somebody who predicts the future, which is what it's become in a modern American Christianity. I'm going to go follow this prophet. <coughs> what was that fireman's name years ago? It was supposed to be the prophet that Trump's coming back. Anybody remember his name? Come on, what was his name? Taylor, something Taylor. Yeah, something Taylor. Well, yeah. Mark, Ta- Mark Taylor. Where's Mark Taylor? Where? No, I'm not making fun of Mark Taylor. I'm not making fun of him. But what does a prophet do? The prophet doesn't foretell the truth. It doesn't foretell the future. He speaks the oracles of God for God to people who don't want to hear it. So when somebody speaks with a prophetic, they are giving a warning from God or a game plan from God. I guess you could say that, right? So he said, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came out of the womb, I sanctified you, nor day a prophet unto the nations. Time out, man. Hey, Betty, who are you a prophet to? Ray, who are you a prophet to? Charlene, who are you a prophet to? Robert, who are you a prophet to? Steve Deck, who are you a prophet to? Dale, who are you a prophet to? Ohio Brett, who are you a prophet to? Who are you a prophet to? Who are you ordained? Are you following me? Who have you been ordained to be a prophet to? What does a prophet do? Prophet speaks direction and correction for God to people. Boom. You don't hear this, do you? See, they've so they have so sold us so short because I'm going to tell you of all the boy, I don't know where this is coming from, but ride with me a second. Of all the fivefold ministry gifts, all of them apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. I'm going to tell you something. Every one of you. If you, are, if you are children of God, will at some point operate in every one of those gifts. You are not just the prophet. You are not just the apostle. You're not just the evangelist. You're not just the teacher. You're not. You're all of them at certain times. See, Betty, there will be certain times, Betty, I'm seeing you up here. There will be certain times, Betty, when you will be in a group of people where the Lord will use you to speak prophetically to that group. Or you might be in that another group, Betty, where you go someplace, and Betty, you have to tell them the truth of the gospel, so you become the evangelist to that group. And Betty, you may get in a situation where people don't know anything at all, and you get a chance to be what? Well, you get to be the teacher of that group. And then you might even start in your own home a Bible study while you can become the path. Are you guys, are you with me? You understand this? You, you understand that we have taken every Every calling, every anointing of God that he gives us, and we've turned it into a job description. I'm telling you, it just, it just grieves me. It grieves me. And right now, the prophet is the one most needed because why? Because people don't want to be corrected. Somebody give me a boom. I'll people say amen. I want to be corrected. I say amen too. 
They do not want to be corrected. And if you, as the prophet, come to them and bring correction from God, you're going to make them mad. Somebody say, yep, that happened to me. That happened to me. (laughs) That happened to me. Me too. Right? Right? And because we've lost this idea, see, because the church has taught you, who are you to judge? Right? Love everybody. Because the voice of the prophet out of you speaking the oracles of God to those who need it doesn't even operate anymore. So, see, we think that when you're a prophet, everybody's going to love you. Go, go throughout the Bible and find one prophet that they loved. Just find one. <laughs> Just one that they loved, right? So, again, if you look at it as a job, as a job, like, I was watching the Cleveland Browns uh, the other night. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Probably didn't. Their kicker pulled a muscle. They kicked, Browns kicked off, and the whoever they were playing, who I don't remember who they are playing. They beat them. Browns won. Uh, they returned the kickoff for a touchdown. And the guy who kicked it, the kicker, that's all his job is just to kick it, right? Well, he ran really fast and tried to catch the guy who was running for a touchdown, and he pulled his leg muscle, his kicking muscle. And I've never seen anything like it. The rest of the game, the Cleveland Browns could not kick. They couldn't kick off. They couldn't kick an extra point. They had, they couldn't kick a field goal. They had no kicker. Now, hang on. I'm watching it. Hey, Brett, I'm watching the game. What am I thinking, Brett, when I'm watching that game? What am I thinking when they get down? And I think, man, if they can just get another field goal, they'll be way they'll they'll be okay. And they get down there, Brett, and it's four, and they can't. They don't have to. Brett, what am I thinking? What am I thinking when I'm watching this, Brett? Well, you're thinking, spread them out and run the ball. <laughs> I'm thinking this: there ain't anybody else that can kick. <laughs> Nobody else on all those professional football players. None of them could kick. That's the church, isn't it? That's why isn't Tom it? Tupa was so special. That's right. See, hey, folks, that's the church. We don't have a kicker. Why don't we have a kicker? Oh, he pulled his muscle. We only have one kicker on our roster. What a stupid – what? You only have one guy? You mean to tell me of all those 45 guys or how many you have on the team, you don't have anybody else who's ever kicked an extra point? Nobody who's ever done it that you can't even try? They didn't. They didn't. That's the church. That's the church. The church has no prophets. We don't have any. We don't have any. But we do, don't we? Because Ray LeBlanc, if he had to, could be a kicker. <laughs> if he had to, he said, I did that before. I, I'm, I'm not the best kicker, but I, I can kick it. You have somebody can snap it and somebody can hold it. I'm, I can kick it. We, the body of Christ doesn't operate like that. We have to go find the professional prophet with me. That's why we're in the mess we're in. That's exactly why we're mess we're in. And this, it's, it's so hard for us to say, you know, I'm going I'm gonna look, I'm just gonna pick out a number here, okay? I'm gonna pick out a number. A name. So don't don't think, oh, I'm thinking deeper than this. Say uh, uh, uh Myra, Myra needs um, Myra says, um, Coach, I need prayer. And she says, I need prayer for this. And I said, Well, golly, all right, Myra, uh, how did this happen to you? Uh, well, then she starts to tell me how it happened to her, and it happened to her because she's disobedient to something. She did something stupid. She continued to do something stupid, and now she wants to pray to God to make it right. That ain't how it works. You want to have a better relationship with your spouse? Change the way you guys are operating. Don't pray about it. Huh? So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can we start this over again, right? You don't need a prophet to tell you that. Right. I don't know why I said spouse, but that, that hits a lot of homes. I and mean, how about family member? How about son or daughter or niece or nephew? What? Huh? How about that? Right. Well, they're they're mad at me. Well, why are they mad at me? Well, because I was prophetic to them. <laughs> they they didn't like it. And the Bible says if I'm prophetic to them, I tell them the truth about where they're going, what's going to happen. And like I said, the five worst words. In the Bible is, I saw that one coming. <laughs> I saw that one coming. And it's often because why? Nobody will speak prophetically. What? The mantle of God on you speaking to someone, that's wrong. Stop it. That's the, Folks, that's the prophet. It's not, it's not the foretelling. The prophet would say, 
to uh, somebody, if you if you keep doing that, Dale, if you keep sending me those cakes, if you keep sending those to me, I'm going to get fat. That's what the prophet would say. And the prophet and Dale would say to me, hey, coach, if you keep eating those cakes I send you, you're going to get fat. Or how about this? Coach, you're already fat because you've been eating too many cakes. That's the prophetic unction, folks. <laughs> wow, this is good, isn't it? And I wasn't even planning on talking about it. But this is where we are. So much of what you're dealing with in your family is self-induced. You did it to yourself. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Stepping on toes now, right? And so the crap that's going on. I'm t- hey, look, I'm talking to me, all right? Talking to me. The stuff going on in my house is going on because the prophet didn't stand up and say, stop it. Didn't say it. Why? Well, because I didn't want to offend them. I wanted to show them the love of Jesus. And you get more, uh, draw more flies with honey than you do with salt. I, I know all the freaking excuses. I know all of them. And so you look around. And what are we? You look around America, and we are lawless Christians. Somebody say amen for me. We are lawless Christians. Amen. Then we ask ourselves, Lord, why is this? Why Lord, Lord, He said, well, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Maybe Ooh. it'll get better. But I'm going to tell you this. If you stop doing that, it's not going to get better right away. You can't go and apologize to your husband one time and have him start loving you again. You got to do it over and over. Why? Because you piled a bunch of crap on top. And it's going to take a while to dig it out. But it's your fault. And your responsibility is nothing more than going and say, I'm, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? You got to say it a thousand times. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I was wrong. Please forgive me. How many of us operate in that attitude? So I go, I go to our Christian Christmas experience. With all my, I'm not picking on my own family because my my family is no different than yours. I like to show you that big picture we had. Go to my Facebook page. Maybe you can find it, Spencer. Got all all my nieces and nephews, and we're on a be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and they're all over there. And it, can I tell you the truth? Scroll on down, see if you find it. There's such tension, and <laughs> can I say that, Michelle? There's such tension. I played golf yesterday. Can you believe it? On Christmas Day, I played golf. I just saw the there, there. Make that bigger. Huh? Look at that. Look at that. Make that bigger. Look at that kid. Look at that. Huh? Can I tell you the truth? Are, are you looking at me? There are some people in that room who'd like to kick me in the teeth. <laughs> so give me a thumbs up. Somebody give me a thumbs up. Can I tell you why they want to kick me in the teeth? Because I've been the prophet too. <laughs> they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it, right? Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave's got religious on us. Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave. And I'm just doing what in that room say, hey, you want your marriage to be better? Stop doing that. Stop drinking so much. Stop stop gambling. And and then I'll become the bad guy. What did Jesus say? You're going to be hated of all men. Correct. Hey, coach, I was the prophet yesterday. Myself, I was the prophet yesterday. In what way, Mary Beth? Um, my daughter was mocking the stuff I was talking about. I was talking with my son-in-law, and she was mocking it. And I said something to her. Yeah, you know, about what's going on in the world. And, and you know, can I tell you what, can I tell you what else? Uh, how did I, Lord, help me to say this without it coming out wrong. I was in a situation where I needed to be the prophet, and I didn't. Because why? Well, yeah, you're judgmental. You're y'all got the tune. Can y'all play the tune with me, right? Right. And after the thing was over, then one of the one of the uh, underlings said to me, "Why didn't you say something?" Hmm. Knowing number one, I was the prophet. <laughs> I was the prophet in the room, and I didn't say anything. And those around there know something needs to be said. Want to know why I didn't say it? I didn't have an answer. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I said, you know why I didn't say it? 
They already think I'm a freaking idiot. And it's Christmas, and I don't want to spoil it for everybody else. I should have said it, though, shouldn't I? I should have said it. Why? Because a prophet speaks the oracles of God for God in places where they don't want to hear it. That's what a prophet does, friends. Um, That's why he said they're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. Why? Because you're always pointing out, oh, man, I, whoo, I can tell you some stories. I can tell you some stories. I can tell you. And put, put that picture back up there. It's sad because of, uh, not that one. That, keep going back. There's Michelle, Michelle and I. Yeah, I'll show you that last one. Look at that. <coughs> That's amazing, isn't it? Coach Norm in the back end, my nephew, be, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. And that's our, that's pretty much our family. They're not all there, but I'm going to tell you some. Some of those people in there would like to kick me in the teeth. And I didn't, I don't even say anything. I really don't. I just kind of show up and I guess it just oozes off of me. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't want them to hate me. I don't want them to. But I look and say, Dad, go on. If you'd stop doing this, this would get better. And if you stop doing this, this would get better. And if you stop doing this, this would get better. Why wouldn't I say that to him if I love him? Because truth sounds like hate. I'm on a rant. I'm about done here. I'm about done. But I'm speaking to all of you prophetically as one that loves you. I tell you, whatever the situation is that you're in, you're the problem. Did you hear me? You are the problem. And whatever it is that's going on is going on only because you're permitting it to and you're putting up with it. And sometimes being angry about it requires an apology from you. They're just reacting. You're reacting to them and they're just reacting to you. So you ask yourself in this situation, which one of us is going to be more Christian here? Which one of us is going to be more Christian? And I think I'll swallow my pot pride, I'll bite my tongue, and I will extend a mea culpa. Mea culpa. Because once you do that, once you say, hey, I, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I apologize, ball's in their court. And if they want to keep all the resentment, all the anger, and all that, they can, they can do that. They can do it. So they say, Coach, what are you saying this morning? I'm just saying that those of us who are purveyors of the truth, of the gospel, of the kingdom of God, Need to be purveyors of it, no matter what the consequences of it might be. Amen. They say, Well, Lord, how many times do I have to forgive my niece? Uh, 70 times seven. Well, you expect her to? You expect her to extend it? No, I don't want to talk about compromising. But I, you could, it's easy to say, You know, I'm sorry if I offended you. I didn't mean to offend you. That was not my goal. My goal was correction and direction, and I'm sorry if I presented it wrong. That, that's all. That's all you can do, because you have to let you have to unloose the spirit of truth. You got you to let that lion roar, man. And once that lion roars, they're going to go home at night and they're going to think about what you said. And the fact that you don't say it means that you're not standing up and being the prophet in that situation. I think I can. I think I can breathe again. I had to get that out of me. We've been we've been so mistaught, friends. We've been so mistaught. That judgment. Are, are you looking at me? Judgment is love. Judgment is the greatest form of love that you could ever give. And how many of you ever judged and corrected your 13, 14, 15 year old child, and did it totally and completely out of love because? Honey, quit. What if you dress like that to go to the homecoming? Yeah, if you if you dress like that, and you got your boobs hanging out, and your legs showing up to your crotch, honey, I love you, but I want you to know this: this ain't gonna work out well, folks. That's love. That's love. Do you understand that? Are they gonna set? Are they gonna receive it as love? No. Truth sounds like hate. Sounds like hate. We have to do it. If we're moving in the prophetic, we have to do that. Prophetic is not future telling. Prophetic is future warning. If you continue to do this, 
this is going to happen. That's that's the prophetic, in my opinion. Dale. Oh, so much to say with this. Some of it's funny, but some of it's so true. The Lord woke me up last week because to me, how do I always begin the New Year's as for a message, which is going to be a heart theme. I like to do that to carry through the year. That was my, that is my message. It's reconciliation and making things right. The division, you have to get this stuff under the blood. That's very important because if you don't, according to that, that guy with the king, right? And he had a servant that owed him so much, right? And he wouldn't forgive him. The Lord bound him up, casted him, not only him, but his family in prison, coach. Mm. There's a lot of truth in there. So when we refuse to do this, it doesn't just affect us. It affects our whole family, right? And it, and it says, and you will not be released until you've paid in full. This is a year of restoration and reconciliation for all of us, what you're saying about, especially with your family. Second point is, Coach, the reason why when you walk in a room, because I experienced that, why is it that they want, you don't even have to say anything. You said it, you didn't have to say anything. Well, you know why, because it says in Corinthians, do you not know that you are the sweet fragrance of God? To some, you're the stench of death. Amen. You smell like a pile of, you smell like death. And to others, the sweet aroma of fellowship, right? And then the last thing, coach, is this is the action. This is the action of the church, right? Like them, you know, the king cakes I send you, right? So what the church does is says, oh, it's okay. We can eat them because see, I bound and casted out all the calories (laughs) in that king cake, right? So it's okay, right? Because Romans chapter six rebukes that and says what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace increases right so that's the church coach we think that we can do whatever we want because we can just go to the lord and pray after and everything is going to be all right no god says i will not be mocked whatever you sow you will reap Mm. so dale gluttony is a sin isn't it put here put a knife to your throat if you're given unto the king's table of delicacies. Mm, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So, uh, boy, that just kind of shifted me, my thought in a different, pro- different direction. That's why I want to help some of you get over your gluttony at the new year. Get over your gluttony. I want you to lose weight and be healthy. I want you to, get, I want you to defeat that, that uh, demon of gluttony. Because the, the two greatest, I've said this before, the two greatest desires that a man has is to have sex and to eat. Those are the two greatest desires. And uh, if you can control both of those, you're well on your way to victory. Well on your way. If you can't control what goes in your mouth, it's a good place to start in. So that's why, uh, that's why to me it's so important. We'll do that first year. We're going to get on that. I promise you. Jeff Klein, come on in. Don't you talk to JR Sunday evening. It's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day evening. And I shared with him what Pastor Matt's message was Sunday morning. Well, I ended up going to my mom's house yesterday, and nobody's there. They all decide they're going to do Christmas on January 1st. I don't know why. They're just retarded. So we're talking. Me and Mary Jane are talking to my mom. We're having a good conversation. And it's about my daughter, and she's going through a divorce. Her husband left, da 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 My mom looked at me, and she goes, well, I just am not going to say nothing. And she, like, did that motion of zip her lips. I said, Mom, there lies the problem. Yep. If you have some correction for me and, and it's right, then speak. I said, that's the problem. Everybody thinks, well, I ain't going to say nothing. So it got, and then I shared with her. I said, you know what Pastor Matt's message was yesterday? He stood up and told the congregation how his grandmother was a strong influence in his life when he was young. He said, every time I'd go to my grandmother's house, he said, I loved her. But every time I'd go over there, she'd say, Matt. What you're doing is wrong. You need yeah. to stop that. And she kept it up and kept it up. And then he finally got saved. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. stayed on him. And Matt was in tears Sunday morning. And then I guess it, last night they'd called us and was talking to Mary Jane. Matt gets a big crowd like you at the for Christmas. He stood up and told them all. He just dropped it. The whole crowd. He said some of them loved him for it, but some of them were giving him that yeah. glaring look. He yeah, just told that's them all. That becomes casting your pearl before swine. You got to be really careful with it, man. Yeah. Like, oh, he's, he said, pray for me. He said, I, but he just couldn't resist. 
He's all of us, isn't he? Aren't all of us in that situation in our families? Really? Be honest with you. Huh? Truth sounds like hate. Brian, come on and then Myra. God bless you, Coach. I just, uh, when you was talking about the prophets and, and judgment, I was just reminded of a scripture in 1 Peter 4, uh, 17, where it says, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Mm. And if it first began at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not Amen. the gospel? And you said, uh, how would this young girl go to a homecoming uh, uh, dance or whatever it is, dressed like a prostitute or something like that with her boobs hanging out? You know, the judgment's going to be severe on that young lady because if she causes somebody to, to, to sin, he said it'd be better for a millstone to be hung about her neck and cast into the depths of the sea than to set a stumbling block for one of his children. But woe unto that man who saw that sword coming, who saw that immodest dress, that dad that saw her fix and leave the house, and he never uttered a word, coach. Think about this. It'd be better for him of a millstone thrown around his neck and be thrown into the deepest part of the sea than let that happen. That's exactly right. And and, and he said, but, you know, when I'm out preaching on the street, it says, but it says right here that judgment is going to begin where? Not at the strip club, not at the beer joints, but it says in the house of God. You know why? It's because just like you said, these prophets are like dumb dogs that will not bark anymore. Amen. 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 They went there. They've become future. They've become fortune tellers, right? Amen. Not, not people speaking the oracles of God. Judgment, right? Caution, warning. We don't hear much. Bless you, Brian. Myra. Yes, coach. Thank you. Uh, concerning future warning, praise the Lord. It is written. Galatians 6, 8 to 10. For him that actually, uh, let me get it here. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the fresh reap corruption, mm -hmm. but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are in the household of faith. Hallelujah. Thank Amen. you, Coach. So, so what does it mean doing Amen. good? So, would, would speaking the truth be doing good? I think it would be. Rather than ignoring it, speaking truth would be doing good. But they, don't, but they teach us opposite. See, speaking the truth is being judgmental. You're not supposed to judge, Coach. Be loving. Share the love of Jesus. Don't be so judgmental. No, that's love. Yeah, it's love. Hey, sweetheart, if you go dress like that, you're going to have an abortion. If you go to the homecoming dance with your boobs hanging out at some point down the road, you're going to kill your baby. Hey, somebody give me an amen on that? Huh? That's the way I see amen. it. Amen. Amen. Huh? Yeah, right? Because why? Sin leads to death. <laughs> Denny, come on in. I also wanted to say what you're saying there, Coach, is the Lord told me a long time ago about we, if I could rebuke or what you're talking about, speaking real truth. And God says, if you love them more than yourself, mm. you can say anything. The key of all of this of reproach or speaking for God is you've got to love their soul and you want to see them in the kingdom of God more than your flesh. Amen, brother. Does Amen. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Sure. And it's very it. important that we, because Satan wants to put bitterness in our heart, and we all fight that. And I, I, well, I can't speak for everybody here in the huddle, but I know, sure, I fight. I mean, I, I've got all the stuff wrong with me, and then I fell out of bed and broke ribs. <laughs> it's just never ending, but I still get to witness to Jesus to a lot of people. So, <laughs> anyway, I just want to say that. The Bible says, love not your own self, even to the point of death. Right? Amen. Amen. So, folks, sometimes saying things puts you almost to the point of death. Say, I don't, I don't want to say that. Do I have to be the one to say that? Why won't anybody else say that? Well, because you're the one walking in that prophetic unction. And you say, if you, if you don't stop this, if you guys don't do this, there's going to be a divorce in your future. That, folks, that's prophetic. Warning. The prophet warns. Warns. We've been so told so much that we're, that we're really not supposed to do that. Dave or Sherry, come on in. Good morning, everyone. 
So, coach, that's the battle, and that's where the that's why we're taking the prophetic to the school districts. We're telling them that you've you've denied God for the last sixty years, and Satan's had his way. Look what look what we've now, and the only way you combat it is accept it. There, where have you stood up against and said no, stop? So yeah. we've seen that the the lemon law was rejected or whatever, right? And so now, what did the Satanists do? Right away, they jumped on that and they started placing Baphomet statues on mm. state capital ground, right? Yep, yep, so yep. we've seen the one that happened in the other state. Michigan had <laughs> one over the holidays. Someone put one up and it shows one of the state senators actually kissing this thing, adoring mm. it. And so the, the issue is so I'm going to tell the school board, you're going to put, if you post the Ten Commandments, the other team is going to come here. They're going to they're going to put this Baphomet thing on your school grounds, and you know, coach. We're unfortunately we're at the point where we have to tell them that's okay. I'm not scared of that. I want the children to see that there's a battle going on between good and evil. Good so rather than stick our heads in the stand sand and deny it, let them see it for what it really is. But nothing has changed. You have to either, when when Pilate asks the people, what do you want? Do you want virtue or do you want debauchery? Mm. And what do the people choose? They want a debauchery. And yeah. this is what you get. And so that's mm. why you have to be the prophet. Say, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. That's still true. But we don't have the fear of the Lord. And just like I think it was Dennis just saying, uh, revival is going to start in the house of the Lord until people in the church fear the Lord. This is going to continue. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable wrongs. Is that what it says? Rights. Rights. So there's no right to do wrong. It's an inalienable, inalienable right to do right. You have the right to do right. If you do wrong, you get punished. But see, we, we're in the point in America where there's no longer a standard of right. And because there's no standard of right, as Oprah Winfrey would say, you got to do what's best for you, or what was it she would say? You, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever truth you have, follow your own truth. No, 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 no. There's no right to follow your own truth. There's only a right to follow the truth. And as soon as you don't follow the truth, you are in violation of your oath. See, and we we think that we Bible says can two walk together lest they agree. We really believe that we can put a Luciferian statue in a government building at the same stat status as a statue of Christ. They, they balance each other out. Really? See, and until those of us who claim to be followers of Christ stand up and say, no more, no more, Willie, no more, Willie, it's going to continue. So that's where the war lies. See, that's where the, I'm sorry. The war isn't in the war in Ukraine. The war isn't in Russia. The war isn't in China. The war is that uh, two. I say my. I don't want to say my address. Box seven four four Hebrew. That's where the war is, baby. It's right where you live. And until we win that personal war in our own homes, all that other stuff ain't going to. Ain't gonna. Do you know Lindsey Graham had parents? Did they raise him like that? Harry Reid, not Harry. I always say that. Mitch McConnell had parents. Nancy Pelosi had parents. Did they train them like that? How did that happen? Oh, I know. They were of their father, the devil. <laughs> they have their father, the devil. And they're teaching us in church they're, they're God's children. All right, somebody say amen. Say, Coach, that's a boom. Amen. Teaching amen. in church that Nancy amen. Pelosi is one of God's children. That's what, that's what we're teaching because why? Uh, who are you to judge, right? Mary Beth, come in. Mary Beth, we lost. Did anyone? <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry. Did go. anybody see go. that? <laughs> Did anyone see the post about Kathy Griffith yesterday? No. No, it was just you. 
I mean, it was horrendous. It was so, so bad, such a mockery of Christ that I was just sick. I couldn't even save the post. It was that bad. Yeah. It was that bad. But see, you're told to be tolerant, diverse, and understanding, right, Mary Beth? Right? That's what that teaches. That's it. That's what the Christian world teaches us that Jesus is all accepting and loves everybody and tolerant of everybody. And, and that's why we're in the mess that we're in. That's why the church can't figure it out. Because the church is full of confused Christians. Don't know right from wrong. They think homosexuality is okay. Speaking against homosexuality is wrong. <laughs> they have it exactly backwards. See, George. Good morning. Thanks, Coach. Kathy Griffin is, is not a woman. It's Anderson Cooper's older brother, a homo. Uh, could be. <laughs> could be. Well, I'm, not here to, I'm not here to argue. I know this. She's of her father, the devil, whether she's a man or whether she's a woman. Huh? Oh, she's, yeah, she's a tranny. She's tranny. So she's a, I don't, I'd come up with a, word, with a word for that thing. Jeff Klein, go ahead, Jeff. Coach, that's like a guy on the square Saturday. We're all God's children. He's holding that sign. I had a great conversation with that dude. I had to pull in. Couldn't pass him by. Amen. So let, let me say this, because this is critical. This is critical for us to understand. You guys know stuff other people don't know. If you've been on part of this, uh, uh, you've been part of this crew here every morning for a while, you have a deep understanding that other people don't have. You get it. Your, your eyes are open. Their eyes are not. And I'm going to tell you this. If you think, if you think that you're going to open the eyes of people, George, I'm not criticizing you. If you think you're going to open the eyes of people by telling them that Anderson Cooper is a woman or whatever, they don't even know right from wrong, friends. And that's what they call casting your pearls before swine. They are incapable of believing it. And then you become the fool. Do you know what George said? Mom, do you know what Uncle George told me? And mom, who's just as blind, says, oh, George. And so, listen, your gospel message is lost. They, they, they say, I'm, I don't want to be a Christian if I'm going to believe that Kathy Griffin's a man. Well, it ain't got nothing to do with the gospel. Don't make it about that. If you know, see, you can say it to me that Kathy Griffin's a man, and I'll be cool with it. I believe it or not believe it, but I, I, I'll be cool with it. You say it to your mom, she wants, she's going to have you committed. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Uh, so we got to be careful with it because Bible says foolish and unlearned questions avoid for they do gender strifes. So I am not going to tell them something that they are incapable of believing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, they can't even believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. And I'm going to, with me, I'm not criticizing you, George. I'm helping. I'm trying to help all of us out there. You want to fire hose them, fire hose them with something that they, that they can understand, something they can do something about. Jack, come on in. Uh, yeah, coach. Um, I put this in the chat just a second ago. Religious freedom is to worship the creator in your manner not free to worship the created. See, we, we get these things out of, out of whack. That religious liberty is not liberty to worship Baphomet. It's religious liberty to worship the God in any way you choose. And we, we've lost that original intent. When you read the Declaration, you read it and you emphasize certain parts of it. You're absolutely correct. Inalienable rights, not inalienable wrongs. You have the right to do right. You don't have the right to do wrong. So they change the meaning of right and wrong. See, that, that, that's what goes on. That's right. Look, every person watching me right now, every person knows that there's men and women. There's only two. We all, we all know that, right? We all know that. Yeah, can you explain to me why so many people act like they don't know that? Can, can anybody out there explain that? That seemingly clear-thinking people will be convinced that a man can be a woman. Because there's something deeper that's going on, friends. Fear. Much, much deeper that's going on. 
And the issue is, for many of them, just the truth of the gospel, the kingdom of God. Saved or not saved? Kind of focus on that a little more. Pastor of Pain, come on in, Tom. Well, good morning, everybody. And uh, <laughs> my kids, I don't know if you probably can't see it, but uh, let me see if I got Probably not. Anyhow. My daughter got me a shirt. It says, I can fix stupid, but it's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 And, and, you know, I love that. I love that because, um, you know, I, I think for my own self, sometimes, you know, the Lord's had to fix stupid and it hurt. <laughs> and it was in me. Yep. But Amen. I think just listening to, to you guys today and listening to you, coach, you know, I love you. Hey man, I'll just, you fire me up. And, and when you speak, it's like the, the Lord kind of shares something with me. A lot of times it's kind of like that, um, the epiphany kind of adds on, you know what I'm saying? I think that's why the body of Christ, we need to be able to, to share with one another because you get a revelation or you say something that stirs the Holy spirit in me and it goes on. And I think one of the frustrations, I think, I don't know for Christians trying to do the right things and, and following the Lord. And we see all the debauchery going on. Like you said, the prophetic is for not only, you know, as in the old Testament, they, they did it and a uh, forth telling, but it's forth telling the good news, the gospel, God's word now. And we got to remember the prophets, not the judge. Correction and, and direction. Correction, and direction. Correction and direction. That's the point. right. And, and that's the thing of where I can't make someone change. That's right. You know, it's, you know, I used to say, you know, you can shave a person down and, you know, teach him to wave, you know, a monkey, you could shave a monkey down, teach him to wave, but he'd still play for Michigan. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just joking for all my Wolverine fans. I had to yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd probably beat us again if we have Ryan Day. Yeah. Uh, no, I like him too. Um, but it's the, the I find myself in the frustrations and as a dad, grown up in in watching things throughout my life, even with myself, trying to force the the truth on the pull myself or pulling others. It's simply we're to share the gospel. We can speak the truth, but even God doesn't do that. He it says per adventure he would give us the gift of repentance. And I think it's that timing in some people's families I've been listening to. To where, you know, I think sometimes it's throwing more dirt. Uh, you know, if you, you bury that seed under too much dirt, I don't know if it's going to make it or not. Yeah, amen. amen. You know, or, or over water. I think it's that that's the sensitivity of the prophet, the truth being led by the spirit and not by the flesh. Because I think we got to watch not to allow our emotion to get, you know, and, and God uses our emotion. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's the thing of where we try to force the issue. We try because we emotion, we love these folks so much, or we, we love the truth. We love Christ. And we try to force it instead of being led by the spirit. That's right. That's right. The spirit changes things. So, I mean, you know, Jesus, we don't want to make the exception, the role. Jesus did overturn the, the, the change, the mother changers tables in the temple, but we, that was an exception. It's not the rule. He went in, confronted the Pharisees. He was straight talking to them. But he didn't make them, he didn't force them to get down on their knees. There will come a day where they can't help but fall on their knees and say, you are the Christ. Amen. Because just the truth is the truth. And I think that it's helped me in my, I guess, um, anxiety or frustration on a lot of things, especially in parenting and, and in with myself, to, that I've got to surrender. You know, and if people don't, you know, as I always say, you can talk somebody into something, somebody else can talk them out of it. Good. You know, and we don't, need, we don't need more religious people. No, we need people don't. who are truly following Christ because they want to follow Christ. Amen. I love you guys. God bless you. Thanks, Tom. Bobby Lee, come on in, Bobby. Amen. Yeah, Coach, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah okay. All right, so I'm driving out of Eastern Kentucky. All right, so. I think it's deeper than what we think. I think there's a combination of a mass generational brainwashing and a spell that has been placed across the nation. 
Now, I've been throwing myself deep into the brainwashing thing as to where we are. This is generational, a generational development of university and military levels that we can imagine. So the information that's provided to us that we can research and find is actually decades old. So controlling human behavior is so easy. You can get mass groups of people to think how you want them to, uh, to think. Uh, through music, the flicker rates, the color schemes. That's why uh, the, the news that we watch has the blues used. The, the music has been designed. Is it any wonder if Super was in charge of music in heaven? Is it any wonder that music has such an effect on cultures that define the behaviors? All I'm saying is what we have seen skyrocket in recent years, I think, is spell-related in common generational brainwashing and groupthink. Amen. Let me show you some groupthink. Pull up number uh pull up number Amen. pull up number three. Are you ready? This is um, this is unbelievable, right? Number three. <clears throat> just just play this video. When did we start confusing preferred gender identities with biology? Think about that a second. When did we cross one science mental over real science, biology. When did that happen? What's this? It's about a minute and a half. Go ahead. I am gender neutral, so I am not a female, nor am I a male. I would be in between. So right here would be my pronouns. So instead of she or he, you would refer as Z. Instead of her or him, you would refer as Zer. Instead of her or his, it would be zer. Yes, in the back. Uh, so I'm I'm sorry, I'm confused. Um, are you are you Mr. Darren, Miss Darren? Or? No, I am Teacher Darren. There would be no Mr. or Mrs. in front of that. Just <laughs> Teacher Darren. I'm confused. I guess I'm. What are you confused about? I'm confused over the whole thing. Why do we have to learn this? Well, because this is how the world is changing now. So the world progresses and we progress with the world. Thanks. Yes, in the back. Can, can we just call you by what you look like your pronouns are? No, because that would be disrespectful. So my pronouns are Z, Zer, Zer, Zers, and Zer self. Or you can just call me Teacher Darren. There you are. There you are. Denny, come on in. Yeah, put that in the chat. I was just going to say, Coach, in the Bible it says, you know, if anything that we fear over God, anything, I don't care if it's an enemy, I don't care if it's people's opinions, that's idolatry. That's right. Nothing we can fear over God. Nothing. And, so, so. and you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's what's helped me really keep going. Do I fear death? Do I fear this? Feel fear anything and you know and he just weeded it all out i don't kill me today how do you kill a dead man i'm already well, dead to the flesh we're not dead though see we're not dead no my flesh my spirit's alive and well, well they can't right. kill it so <laughs> your flesh but we don't have any dead. reason to fear your flesh is only quickened by the spirit you're, you're a dead man yep. walking anyway randy you know like the point bobby made coach um we're in a place in time now where the church is no different than the world. The church has been indoctrinated with dispensational theology. It's no different than the world sitting on watching the television being indoctrinated with psyche, with psyops every day, every night. They watch the TV. It, there's no difference, coach. If, if you don't have a spiritual identity with Christ, you're just, you're just going to be dumbed down with psychological things. Because the natural man receives not the things of the spirit. The spirit of God is the only way, coach, that we can know the difference between what's psychological and what's not and what's spiritual. There, the, we have to learn how to see the difference and be Amen. the difference. Amen. Amen. Boy, oh boy. Amen. Betty. Yes, I got a card from Jamie and Joe Silver. And they got a new address. So if anybody needs it, just text me or whatever. So I can get because. It would be nice if you sent them some cards once in a while. I'm sure it makes their day. And also, Danica, you know, we wouldn't want to lose weight. 
that prove it, prove it. Maybe she could get on sometime and explain it because it's great for detoxing. It tastes great, and it may help people get through those tough times. Going to do it. Amen. Amen. Brett, where the heck are you, Brett? Hey, I'm in Denver. I had the joy of an overnight in Denver. And as we wrap up the show with less than a minute to go, folks, I hope your ears were working today. It starts with the man in the mirror, the man or the woman in the mirror. And, and then get into your own Bible every day and then watch Coach Dave live, baby. Love you, Coach. Amen. So you were in Alaska. Then you flew into Denver and couldn't get out of Denver. So Salt Lake see- City. I, I had the joy of Salt Lake City. And uh, we're pressing on, encouraging people to read the Bible and watch Coach Dave live. Love you. How many more cities, states yeah, you baby. got, Brett? Uh, if I get out today, I got 48 hours to, to blitz five more. North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, Iowa, and Kansas. Rock Chalk Jayhawks, by faith, will be the 50th state. So, in other words, when you do that, you will have gone to all 50 states two years in a row. Yes, sir. <laughs> encouraging people to get in the Bible and being prophetic. It's a... Uh, all the sin that we do, it's a decision. You aren't born that way. It's a decision every day. From Amen. gluttony to homosexuality, it's a decision. You're not born that way. Amen. 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 Hey, uh, hey, Brett, you're traveling the snow belt there, man. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Oh, my goodness. Hey. hey, Brett, are you coming to Iowa? Yes. Hey, yes, I'm coming to Iowa, but I'm coming in hot. I got 48 hours. Hopefully, I'll get on the flight on the 28th. But uh, I love you, Coach. I love you, team. You can come down and stay at my place if you want. You got a place to stay there, Brett, if you need to. Hey, got to run, man. God bless you. Hey, operate in the prophetic. You speak the truth of God for God in places where his voice is not being heard. God bless you. See you tomorrow.